Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! Good morning, Southern Middle Tennessee. My name is Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. This is Three Dudes with a View, Wednesday edition. Uh, middle of the week. There's a lot going on around here. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, uh, is still out there on the road. What say you, Clayton? Del, good morning, everybody. And always, dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Regular special guest dude, Debbie Matthews. Good morning. So glad to be here. And we, and we got a room full this morning. <laughs> yes. And, and I want to welcome someone who I hope will become a regular special guest dude. He's uh, a school teacher, and uh, he's available this summer, and I hope he'll be here until school starts, you know, at least a couple of days a week with us. But... Uh, Seth Campbell, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm good. I appreciate you guys having me and inviting me on. I'm excited to be here. Glad to have you. Uh, folks, Seth, now where do you teach school, Seth? Uh, Mount Pleasant High School. What uh, courses or grades? I'm 9 through 12. I'm a special education teacher, so I do a little bit of everything. You know, I'm in and out of classes all day, helping, you know, freshmen all the way up to seniors graduate. Wow. That's... Um, Thank you for your service. Yeah, thank you. I mean, that's work. Yes. You, know, that no, is, no. you need to get a VA loan. You need all of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's, that is uh, admirable work and work that I I just, I don't know if I'd be able to do it. So, yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah, Dale, in the education world, we call them the uh, MacGyver knives. <laughs> What's that? Coach MacGyver. Mike Lyle's on the board, folks. He's a retired school teacher himself. Yeah, most of us have, a, in high school, most of us have a specialized area. I had English. You had math teachers, science teachers, history teachers. The special ed teachers were the jack of all trades they they, they taught everything and uh, were in everybody's class at one time or another so we, we just started you know at least i nicknamed them the macgyver knives because whatever problem you had to have with that that you know you, you pulled out that little you, you pulled them in and, and they helped you get through it well, and they helped the students get through it too i, I appreciate it it's, it's a pleasure working there though it's fun and when you're having fun teaching then it doesn't even feel like a job well, we're we're blessed, and I know Mount Pleasant's blessed to have you because not I don't think everybody can do that has the patience uh, to do that kind of work. Uh, folks, Seth is a Democrat. We're bringing some help to Mr. York, and I'm thrilled to do that. Uh, I just feel like we have him surrounded uh, most days, and um, that's that's not what I want to do. Uh, so we we got him some help. Seth is a Democrat, and he writes a weekly column in Main Street Murray with his views on various subjects and so uh, Mr. York we got another one on Team York and we're happy to do it. <laughs> That's a good thing you know Team York doesn't worry about the, the opposition like I always tell you Delk if you see me fighting a bear help the bear. <laughs> yeah I think you're right. <laughs> All right. Before we get to all of these, uh, we talked, is Scott Sapicki here? We, did we say Scott was here? No, we haven't. Uh, no, Scott's gonna. No, oh, okay. Gonna, Scott, Representative Scott Sapicki's here. He wants to talk about education and, in particular, summer school in Tennessee. And uh, Scott, welcome. Let's get you on first. Well, how's everybody doing today? Fantastic. Living the dream. What? What? All right. All right. Got a got, got a mute microphone there. My bad. My bad. No, no. Yeah, the teacher followed directions, Scott. <laughs> Our new guy. I'm working on it. <laughs> oh, the echo sounds like an old-time football stadium. I'll do this without video today. I, I, I don't. I've done. It's, it'll be all right. All right. You talk about summer school and uh, in Tennessee. Yes. Uh, and you are the head of the subcommittee on education in the Tennessee House. So what's happening? Uh, first of all, I want to say uh, uh, we just got done with summer school. Summer school's wrapped up 
uh, for third grade and also K through eight, K through nine, depending on which district you are. Uh, voluntary K through eight or K through two, and voluntary uh, four through eight or nine. Uh, we did not get the participation we thought we were going to get with the voluntary, even though we are paying for more money uh, to to uh, to uh, be able to teach summer school for these kids that need it, and we did not get the participation from the parents we were hoping for from for the kids that really needed to be in summer school. Um, so we're working on that. You'll probably see a bill coming shortly here about uh, doing some requirements in in early education, K one and two, about the kids that are the most behind, making sure that they get into summer school to get the help. And the reason why is because we've just gotten a lot of the data come back from summer school. We've gotten a lot of data come back from TCAP, and we have now officially TCAP being is the in the course for K through uh, uh, eight testing. Yes, testing. Okay. And we just got the data back on that. And you know, our our focus over the last couple of years has been on that third grade level, trying to trying to get that as high as we can. And we've struggled coming out of COVID. We were in the 29, 28% level a couple of years ago. We have just hit 40%. So we have raised our literacy rate in third grade 11%, which is outstanding, outstanding That's a work. big jump. And so now, you know, we're not in the doldrums of trying to figure out how we're going to get the, the, the education locomotive moving. Now it's moving, it's left the station, and now... It's, you know, let's make sure we keep the focus, make sure we keep the time, and make sure we keep the resources flowing so that we can maintain those levels and continue to make them go up even further. We are very excited with this academic year coming out because, coming up because these students that were in summer school will now be able to take advantage of a tutor coming up this year, which means now our, our TCAP test of this year, third grade, there's really good expectation that we're looking at with the work that our teachers are doing, work that all the staff is doing, work with the parents and, and the kids, that we could see another 5 or 6% jump in education in our third grade literacy rate. We get into the mid forties in, in education. Uh, we're probably up around that top uh, top t- top twenty five in the country now in education. Wow. So so in ELA we are really starting to turn the corner. ERA ELA, ELA. English language arts. Okay. Um, sorry, acronyms from Nashville. Sorry, I know, I know. Um, and so we are really doing some really good work. Uh, we just got done touring summer school. Uh, I toured nine different districts: uh, urban, uh, suburban, and rural. Uh, had a lot of conversations with the uh, site managers of those summer schools, getting to talk to them, find out what they need, um, and basically what they're telling us is more of the same. But we need something to get these kids in K-1 and 2 whose parents aren't putting them into summer school because they don't want to. Can it be mandatory? Well, we're working on that. That's coming. But we've got to have some type of trigger that, that these kids that need help the most, that, that the school systems can ask, or not ask those parents, tell those parents that, hey, your child needs extra help. We can get them extra help. We can get them on the right path. And we can get them a tutor the following year so that they can have the educational outcomes so when Mr. Campbell gets them in high school they're on grade level they're performing well Uh, instead of being um, a a special ed teacher where you're trying to mitigate multiple years behind you got a kid that you may just have to tweak a little bit and help them stay on path and keep them moving forward to make good good choices in their life and the ultimate goal in education obviously is to put the criminal justice system out of business that would be good. Because people are making better decisions. I don't think you're going to do it. Well, I, keep hope alive. <laughs> All right. Scott, hope Scott, here's a question. Though. Yes. You know, if you had a, a low turnout, yes. have you found out why, rather than trying to impose mandates on parents, find out why they aren't attending summer school, what, what are the hang-ups, and see if you can resolve it from that end? That's that's a great that's a great point. And, and you know, remember, I only went to nine districts, so it's a small, and there's 147 districts across the state. But we tried to spread ourselves out. We went all the way to Bradley County. Uh, we went all the way towards Jackson. Uh, Murray County was there. Lawrence County was, or, um, not Lawrence, uh, Lewis County was there. Marshall County was there, so we and Nashville was there. So we were trying some of the some of the the nuances and the differences of each one. And Mr. York, one of the things that the K through two teachers told us is that the parents just aren't engaged. No, they're not. They're just not engaged, and and they're more concerned with vacation time. But remember this: if you're talking about a student that's K one and two, Mike and, and Seth, help me out here. You're probably looking at a five, six, seven year old. 
yeah. right? Yeah. Five, six, seven. Yeah, they know that sounds right. right. And and really, those kids can't be left at home alone. Right. Right. So if we have summer school for four to five weeks, that is time that the parents really don't have to worry about taking care of their kids during the day because they'd be in school with their teachers and their, and their classmates. Um, we saw great work, Mr. York, in ELA and math. Now remember, summer school isn't just English language arts. It's English language arts and math. And then they do some type of response to intervention where they're doing interventions with these kids. And so the, we're trying to stay away from the summer slump. And, you know, teachers, you guys know this. It, when these kids go home and they come back in August, the teachers are going to spend a certain amount of time ramping them back up to where they left off last year. And, right. so we're, and so we're trying to stay away from that. But we're seeing really good results coming out of summer school here. And we've got to figure out a way, instead of waiting till third grade and all these interventions hit, we got to get these interventions starting to take place in kindergarten. So that we get these kids that are coming into kindergarten behind, we can get them mitigated in a fast manner so that when they go to first grade, they're on grade level. And when they go to first grade, if they have to have summer school. And so we got to have all these supports. The General Assembly has put a ton of money into this early interventions in K-1 and 2. Uh, teacher pay. Um, there are some districts out there, and I'm, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember what Murray County's paying for summer school for each week. But there are some districts paying 1800 a week for four days of work. They have a list from here to Nashville of teachers signed up to teach. But we need some more flexibility with our teachers, right? Because we don't have, if we do this mandate, that in K-1 and 2, kids are going to go to summer school because they test a certain way on these universal screeners. We may not have enough teachers in elementary to go into these classrooms and help teach because we, we do have a mandated lower classroom size. So we're working on some flexibility with high school teachers and middle school teachers that want to go and teach in in in, in K one and two and three that aren't endorsed for that to be able to get a to be able to get a temporary uh, endorsement to be able to go down there into summer school and help these teachers out because the classrooms we saw were that were most successful they had two teachers in each of those early classrooms wow and boy it was it was yeah. and if we're seeing work. good results from the summer school with smaller classes maybe tennessee says first through third grade mandated across the board smaller classrooms mm -hmm. and then you split those teachers up in smaller just smaller classes yeah so the only the only problem we're running into with that and i think that might be something we work with is with our education prep providers our colleges right, right. instead of instead of doing these internships in middle school and high school we make all the internships required to be in early ed so we get those those, those low teacher ratios to students and we get more more intervention there and then the teacher shortage right we have to get more creative with uh, getting retired teachers, incentivizing retired teachers, Mike Lyle, to go back into the classroom. <laughs> Some reason I knew that was coming. <laughs> uh, but if we can drag people like you or remember Sheila Hickman that I do the show on Fridays yeah. with, if we can get them incentivized to go back into that K-1-2-3 classroom. Well, now see, our certification situation. That's, see, what, that's what we're working on getting. Yeah, getting my certification through. is from seventh grade up. That's correct. And so I can't teach anything. And honestly, I've been in an elementary classroom. You don't want it's me a whole teaching. Different world. <laughs> it's well, you know a whole different world. animal. But, but right now, if somebody wanted to, they can't. Yeah. And so we've got to figure out a way. And we saw how it worked in summer school. Well, we will probably dabble our finger in this with, with getting waivers for summer school. Because if you take the, the class, the science of reading, right, the state pays you $1,000. Mm -hmm. So the teachers would get paid to take this science of reading to learn how to teach reading, right? And then if they could go into a classroom and partner with an elementary school teacher to help them navigate that, then now we're getting the best of both worlds. We're getting a teacher that's motivated that wants to help out, right. and now we get them trained so they can help out, and maybe it starts to move okay. the needle. That's a win-win. All, All right. right. That's it's a win -win. time to take a break. Uh, Scott, you, you got more? No, I've got to head north. i got a meeting with the governor today. All right. Thanks for coming in getting Thank us updated on what's going on. You guys uh, have a great day. Yeah, so do you.
Civics of today are among the most dependable and luxurious vehicles in America, and Parks Motor Sales has them all. Find excellent deals on the Buick LaCrosse, Cascada, and Regal. Parks has SUVs, the Encore, Enclave, and Envision. Their exceptional staff can help you find your best fit with financing for your budget. For a vehicle that has everything, experience the new Buick. For a dealer that has everything, experience Parks Motor Sales. Visit 919 Nashville Highway or Parks Motor Sales. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Dr. Wendy Tui from the Dr. Gill Center. Are you suffering from knee pain despite trying usual medications and injections? If this is you, I have great news. Most common causes of knee pain are degeneration due to aging, injury, or repeated stress. In our office, we offer decompression for the knee, which increases range of motion and decreases pain in arthritic and degenerative knees. Studies have shown that this type of mechanical traction can be more effective than conventional methods alone. Initial exam and x-rays, $39. Call me painfree.com or 615-551-9224. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm gonna give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. 
You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. I'm dude number three, Del Kennedy. Yes, the worst is over now. The morning sun is coming up like a red rubber ball. That evokes all sorts of uh, scenarios. <laughs> but at any rate, dude number two, Clayton Harris, how you doing? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Always dude number one, uh, um, Mr. Jim think- York. Mr. York? Good morning, Del. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. All right, regular special guest dude, Debbie Matthews, how are you? Good morning, guys. So glad to be here. And new special guest dude, we are delighted to have him, uh, Seth Campbell. How are you doing, Seth? I'm doing good. It's it's interesting being around all these Republicans. That was my first line coming in here. I was just surrounded well, I, by them. Like we're going to change you yet. We're going to have a full baptism soon. That's right. Seth. We got to get you in here, Jim. So I, I need I need the backup in here, man. No, he hides at his house. Everybody actually thinks we're all in the same room, but Jim comes is from his house, so he can yeah. Yeah, but we we needed some balance and can use some more if anybody out there wants to step in. Uh, we needed it. Then we have another uh, special guest, friend of the station, uh, Murray County Commissioner Gabe Howard. How are you, Gabe? I'm doing well. Good morning. Thanks for having me, uh, Seth. Uh, good to meet you finally. Um, I think we'll find we got a lot more in common than we uh, disconnect on. Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm all, all about that. Yeah. Um, well, Gabe and I were both at the study session meeting of the uh, Columbia City Council last night, where the big item on the agenda. It's it's been in the news and it caused a lot of uh, attention, concern, whatever. You, a lot of interest from a lot of people is the proposed uh, 750 house uh development on trialwood avenue near ridley park and uh, the concerns were expressed last night about uh traffic uh infrastructure uh, the strain on the school system everything that you might expect would come with 750 new houses on the south side of town gabe and um uh, Eric Provetti, who's the chair of the Murray County Commission, spoke uh, in opposition, primarily on issues, like I said, infrastructure, infrastructure that the county would have to provide. And for those of you who don't know, this, this tract of land is presently in the county. However, uh, the developers have petitioned to have it annexed by the city of Columbia. And so that's what the city is considering at this point. Now this, and, and we could have a discussion about this, this law that allows the city to do that is just plain wrong uh, because it's the city like going, hey, county, it's your baby now. You know, you provide uh, schools. That's the big one. You provide schools for these 750 houses. And uh, the city contributes nothing to public education in this county. Zero. Nada. So it's like, you know, hey, we're going to approve it, and it's your baby now, and the county can do absolutely nothing about it other than plead, as Gabe and Eric did last night, that please don't do this to us, you know. Uh, There was a bill in the legislature last year to rectify that, to uh, have the county have a say in whether or not a, uh, an adjacent track gets annexed, but it failed. So that's where we are. Gabe, uh, now, now my, uh, you know, I, I listened to everything last night, heard a lot of concerns, heard concerns from council members. My impression is that people just don't want this kind of development south of Columbia. They, you know, the, northern Murray County is is where this kind of thing is happening, and they just don't want it to move south of Columbia. I, I think that there is, you know, there has been an anti-growth sentiment that has been growing here in Murray County. Um, 
you know, and I've been, you know, uh, kind of titled that at times, you know, the anti-growth guy. That's just not really who I am. I think that, you know, being an entrepreneur, um, being in a thriving community, we want to see growth. We don't want to see growth stop. Um, you know, I think that there's been lots of statements that are not very factual regarding, hey, we need we need houses, we need houses, we need houses. Well, we've got a backlog of houses that are coming. Um, so continuing to approve without real thought, real you know data to go into it is really where the buck stops with me. I think that every development should have a thorough process of you know that due diligence uh, unfortunately you talked about house bill 28 um, that leader lamberth carried um, it did die in the senate um, we we hope that that is uh revived in some way we hope that there can be some collaboration that would um, be a bill which would give the county a, a, a seat at the table yes yeah, so a yes or a no in annexation Th- that's so right the and county, so the county would have the power to uh, to just say no to this project you know and so this project particularly has been one that we have been following really for over a year and a half yeah uh, and, and i i spoke for you but i mean what what are your concerns about i mean you spoke in opposition yeah, to so, this development uh, what, so are, think, what are your concerns as a county commissioner i think it's simple um there are areas of growth that make sense there are areas of growth that do not make sense when you have a two-lane road that is already congested, that will be the Mount Pleasant Pike. Well, but Mount, it's really close to 43, and they can jump on 43, a four-lane right there it, at uh, Zion. Yeah, and but it, there's it, no direct connection. And, you know, they're, they're talking about J-hooks, and they're talking about turn lanes. And so I think at the end of the day, if this goes forward, it is purely about the infrastructure upgrades that the city of Columbia wants and that extension of the sewer out that way, the pump station. Um, there's no other reason for this development to touch and go all the way out to the urban growth boundary line with Mount Pleasant. Um, it just doesn't make sense. You know, whenever you're, um, you know, trusted source of public safety, Fire Chief Cobb, gets up and says, I'm concerned, and, you know, presents data. I'd love to see the pictures that he presented last night, you know, in regard to the wrecks that are out there, the the tractor, you know, his example last month, and it did send the city council on a spin. Um, they were getting ready to vote yes on the second reading uh, for that development. Can I ask a quick question about that? Did he yeah, – I, I did hey, go Seth. Oh, yeah. oh did, did he um did he put that in his report though? Because I, I read he didn't put it in his report and he yeah. kind of popped it on him at yeah. the meeting. Is that true? I and, I, I don't and, know. And, and so that's a great point, Seth. They actually found a flaw in their system. In the planning commission process, when they submit a plan of services, they are submitting a plan of services for that subdivision. They're not submitting a plan of services is how do I get my apparatus to that subdivision how do we get an ambulance to that subdivision and so you know the silver lining in this and i said it last night they found a flaw in their system you know we've been yeah i think it's a situation basically where uh chief cobb said you know he's got a list of questions he's supposed to answer as part of the process where the city reviews these things prior to taking action by the council and he says you know this is not a question I was asked. Yeah. yeah. Well, just from what I could gather, yeah. they, they just yeah. felt kind of maybe blindsided. And, and you know, you're, they, you're they absolutely right. I, think I don't have a really a dog in the hunt with that. You know, I grew up down there. It's congested. You know, I, it's already congested. I can I can attest to that. And, but. and this would be one of the largest developments to come into Murray County and Columbia proper. And so, you know, I, I think for me, um, you know, again, just to get back to the point of, They've got a trusted source, and I mean, Chief Cobb is a blessing to this community. He's a trusted source in this yes, community, um, and for for this city council to move forward, you know, when they've been advised now at this point, it may have been the eleventh hour. Um, do I think the timing, you know, could have been better? I do, but I think we we got to look at moving forward. They found a flaw in the system. Let's fix the system, and as it moves forward, uh, any additional developments in in 
in Murray County and Columbia proper that go through a planning commission, they better be looking at the roads and how they get there. Well, well, my my personal opinion is it's about to bring back up metro government where the two governments merge together and it's one body that handles the whole thing. That's not going to happen. Well, then, but that at that point, the county would have, it would be all making decisions about the growth. I I agree that it'd be a good thing, but it's not going to happen. Let's go back to where this thing is now, though. Uh, Last month, uh, again, Chief Cobb, Fire Chief Cobb, expressed concerns about the ability to get, uh, you know, emergency equipment down Mount Pleasant Pike, fire trucks, ambulances, whatever, and so the city council deferred a vote on approving or disapproving of this uh, subdivision uh, of 750 houses out on Trywood Avenue near Ridley Park. When Chief Cobb expressed his concerns, the uh, council voted to defer uh, a decision on this subdivision until this month. Last night was the study session where they don't vote on anything. They just talk and they hear the testimony of witnesses, look at proposals, that kind of thing. Tomorrow night is the meeting of the city council where they... uh, it's anticipated they will vote. Now, they could defer it, but I spoke to two or three sources uh, in the council, and uh, uh, they all think that the city, that the council is probably going to actually vote, not defer, tomorrow night, and the vote's going to be close. So, if you are concerned or interested in this issue, tomorrow night, City Hall, 530, your presence will have or lack of presence will have an impact on what happens with this thing. I mean, it, it absolutely will. And you, you know, one of the things that I spoke to last night was, as an elected official, you are a representative of the people. And, and I've really struggled with this development all through the process over the last year. Um, there's never been a single person that has came and spoke you know, positive of this development. Um, you know, I know some will argue, hey, no one ever shows up whenever, you know, they're not opposed to it. But in talking to city council members, they are getting reached out to. And, yeah. you know, they it's do... Causing they, a lot of controversy. Their, their, their people do not want this. And so and, I really and, urge the, the elected officials there last night, represent the will of the people. And, you know, I know that... Uh, I know sometimes that's tough whenever you're looking at, you know, controversial subjects, um, but this is a simple one. We are for growth. I think that let's look at a development that makes a lot more sense at a density level that they're presenting that's not out into, I mean, it's beautiful out there. It's it, it's, it This is just the wrong place, um, and I think the motives are you know, not really in the right place. Well, and the problem is they don't have, the developers in this subdivision does not have direct access to Highway 431, the, the bypass to Lawrenceburg. But then that yeah. needs to be negotiated. Well, they it, apparently that's impossible to it, obtain. And, and TDOT is, I mean, it's not even on the radar. You know, Bear Creek Pike is not even really on the radar. No, and so, they're, they're going to have to come out onto Mount Pleasant Pike, Trotwood Avenue, and then circle back in to uh, Highway 431. Now, in response to what happened last week, the developers came in with a whole bunch of road improvements, a whole bunch of $3 million worth of road improvements. So, folks, you know, remember the new intersection, I mean, the new uh, exchange out there at Bear Creek Pike costs, you know, on the interstate was 30, $37 million, yeah, yeah. I mean, $3 million bucks in road building. I mean, that, that's, that, that, that'll barely, barely get you a cup of coffee, you know. Well, I think that well, the Bear Creek Pike at 31 you know, is, is almost well, we $5 million. Tried, we tried to get Bear Creek Pike extended. We did road studies. We did number studies. They said you didn't have the numbers. It's grown. At least a designated turn lane on Bear Creek Pike is needed in the worst way. Um, this is why we need, you know, we've got to put pressure on Nashville, those well, state dollars. Again, Let me say t- this, Dale. I've, I worked with telephone company for 27 years. Yes, sir. And seen a lot of developments created. I was in the in the midst of the Franklin development when they were building houses, 150, 400 houses, uh, 300 houses on tracts of land. And roads were never 
accommodating to the growth at the same rate. It was always behind. Then they had developed the road. They had knocked the, moved the poles back, moved the telephone lines back, moved the gas lines and water lines, and then they expand the road. So, yeah. sure that we type take- of development, that type of, of, of phenomena is going to happen wherever you got a large area of growth taking place. And Murray County is a large area of growth. Yeah, it is. All right. I think I, we got to take a break, but when we come back, I. Debbie, Miss York, Clayton, uh, Seth, I want to get y'all's questions or thoughts on on this development. Let's uh, let's take a break and come back. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. time to put a Dodge in your garage. And at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us for all the muscle you need. We have a huge inventory to choose from, from the spine-tingling 2021 Dodge Charger SRT to the 2021 Dodge Challenger Superstock. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Yep, at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're flexing our Motor City muscle. You can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Stay comfortable and relax this July. Heller is keeping you chillin' all summer with free outdoor gear. When you upgrade your home's essential systems, we're giving away free Yeti camping chairs, coolers, backpacks, and more with the purchase of select new HVAC systems, whole home generators, and tankless water heaters. Stay chillin' all summer long. Book your appointment at happyhiller.com today. Happy you'll be, or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community one 
listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. John Cougar Mellencamp knows what, how many sexes there are. <laughs> so there. <laughs> My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How are you? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you doing? I don't know, Del. Good morning. I just want to say this before you introduce the rest of the people. You know, uh, and you probably have heard by now, the you call for white supremacists to give Clayton their number and stuff. Well, they raise their ugly head by placing flyers on three on three black churches and a, and a food truck. Uh, yeah. Tonight, uh, I think we got a Jesse Smollett situation going I mean, on. I don't here. Whatever. Tonight at five thirty, there will be a press conference yes. at Mount Cavalry uh, on Eighth yes. Street, nine hundred one Glade. Uh, and I think the mayor will be there. And of course I'm he will. Listening, any other people who are interested in trying to keep unity in this community need to show up. Well, <laughs> Something stinks about I agree. that. So, and the Democratic Party meeting is this evening. It's been moved to 6:45 instead of 6:30 at the Senior Citizens. Here you go, and, Debbie. And of course, I think, hey, you know, I'm just telling you, something doesn't smell right about this. Well, it doesn't but, sit right. Something's you know, wrong. You have to. You have to. Put out the disclaimer first. Yes, of course. We we don't need no. This. We don't need no. This but kind to put it on Milltown Pizza and then three other churches in the dark of night, it's just stupid. Well, why would you? What's the, what's the Milltown Pizza part of it? Has it? nothing uh, to do with it. It's just I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, he's a community guy. He's you know, fantastic. he's a nice guy. You know, every, he's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. But, but why? why? But I, I mean, I did he know that there was a camera right there? You know, did I just think that this is a Jesse Smollett situation that we've got going on in Murray County. Somebody's politically going to grandstand on this. It is a Jesse Smollett situation, Jim. All right, folks, let's let's get the premises out there before we argue about the conclusions. Uh, The uh, the letters, as I understand them, or flyers or whatever they are, were soliciting membership in the KKK. Yes, so let's take it to a black church. And, <laughs> that and just warning. makes no sense. Wait, wait, Miss York, is that your understanding? It, it had a warning on it. I've got a copy. There's, there's it's, it's all kind of, a copy of it too. Whoa, whoa, let's get the premises out. What well, were the? Maybe I don't. What, what did the warning say? Oh, let me pull it up. Okay. Yeah, it's they got they printed it on WS. I, I think it was just a standard it white saying, supremacy you know, warning. Don't yeah. mix breed. Yeah. yeah. Don't mix. Yeah. It, yeah. It I, I, didn't, I didn't see stupid. it as a recruiting yeah. tool. I didn't either, I, and I well, didn't. See, that's what you I get did. for looking at social media. Yeah, listen, yeah mm-hmm. I, I did see it. I didn't see it as a recording. Now listen, I was a I was a city councilman. Okay, here's the warning. Miss George got it. You have been paid. You have been paid a, a, a social visit by the uh, old glory knights of the Ku Klux Klan, and have a dark history here. And because of you and a, a bright future, be warned. Race traitors, mixed breeds, communists, homosexuals, and all other walks of of godless uh, degeneracy. The Klan is back again and here to stay. To you, better make amends or stay away. Good stay, I, I, it just so doesn't I, make any sense. I don't think that's sense. a recruiting tool. No, it's, that's um, not a recruiting tool. That's. But I, I think I think we should recognize though right, that, let's, that let's, there are people we got that believe this, this stuff. Listen, yeah, it's, it's disgusting. Seth Campbell is our guest. He's a Democrat. Writes a column in Main Street Murray every week. Seth, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> De- Debbie Matthews, our regular special guest. Yes. Too. How you doing? I'm so good. Listen. And Gabe Howard is Murray County Commissioner, and we are glad to have him. 
him, the more the merrier. I have Good seen morning, I y'all. have seen this up front because the month after I was elected as a city official in 2008, the mosque in Columbia was burned. And it took us three hours with the ATF and the FBI to find two rednecks that bought some gasoline over on James Campbell at 2 a.m. that these were the yahoos that did this stupid thing, and they were arrested on a federal hate crime, as they should be. Amen. And I stood with those people at their church. I I agree, but I'm telling you, this is so stupid. They they are, Mr. York. This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen, and I'm telling you, there's a political action behind this we'll see where this falls this is just stupid. ultimately debbie though why does it why does that matter i mean let, let's call it why out for it what matter? it is dumb yeah. well yeah. because right. it is right. on whoa, national whoa, whoa, news whoa, 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 whoa. now it's one person at a time it's yeah. it's hit the national talk. it's hit the national news guys well, so whoever's doing this to wag the tail it is putting a perception we may not need any houses in murray county because of this dumbass thing that happened with this stupid uh, flyer all right debbie Debbie, yes, let's let true. Seth and Miss York talk. Seth, you first. Well, let's recognize it is stupid. I, I, I don't I don't think we can, or at least I can't, assume that it's a ploy. Okay. It, 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 may, it may very well be, I but I, I just can't jump to if that. It's not. Right. And maybe maybe it's a teenager doing something stupid, it thinking it's that's a prank. What the video looked and like. that, that's kind of what I drew from like the video. An old fat white boy to me, uh, but he, he looked kind of younger, but. Anyways, it's idiotic, and we we have to recognize that there are people, you know, like you there said, stupid it, people, stupid people that think like that, right. and and we we see this, it's brought to attention. Let's denounce it. Let's move on. It, right. it, no, this is going to be you know, Seth, I, for days. I, I think you're right. If it, and but I uh, and Mr. York, what were you about to say? I was going to say, you know, I hope that the sheriff, the chief of police, the DA's office, and everybody. Whatever organizations, FBI, TBI, need to continue to investigate and find out who did this thing because it disturbs the social fabric of this community. And and we want a peaceful community, and that's why we're having a unity press conference at 530 this afternoon at Mount Calvary. It's it's unprecedented, and it's, it's it has it has happened here before, and you've got somebody in the community who wants to create disturbances, just like. All right, so that's five thirty this yes. afternoon at the Calvary Church over there on Eighth Street, right? Yep, right. and I'm sure right. national press is going to be there. So let's just see how this falls. Listen, Jim, this is stupid, and this is this is going to cost us financially in this community. And there's not, I mean, the races in this community and uh, religious backgrounds. We all are together every day, all day. And have I, I just don't understand this. This is something. I do want to know who did it. What? Well, yeah, I want to know. And, who and they did. need to be prosecuted. I think, but I think Debbie, you, you can look. We can look at it that way, but we could also look at it like, hey, let's unite on the things that we are common on. Let's let's not take it to a hey, it's going to hurt our community. Maybe this act of I mean, it's heinous. First of all, I don't I don't know why you know some kids thought that this was, you know. Obviously, their parents didn't whoop their butt enough, you know, and teach them the morals that, you know, my mom taught me, the love that my mom taught me to love all people. And so, you know, I think let's look at it. I'm, I'm much of the let's look at the positive side of it. It's, it's heinous. I believe there are communities already right. united, Gabe. So I, it's like we're all sitting here. Every common sense Colombian is sitting here going, this stinks. Something's not right about this. And whatever this is, it's stupid. And it all doesn't right. need all any right. more all attention. Right. Right. Stupid. Right. Well, well, we need to address it as reality. It happens in every community. And Colombia is a community that it can happen in. That's what I've always said to you, Del. Well, it's, you know, I'm 66 years old. Uh, it's the first time in my life that <laughs> yeah. I've heard yeah. of any kind of activity in support of or by the KKK right. in Murray County. That's right. Uh, so all of a sudden, those guys that burned the Friendship Church down on uh, out in the rural area that set fire to Friendship Church were associated with the KKK. No, no, no. But Debbie, I'm let me sorry. Call. Miss York, I prosecuted that case and sent those boys to federal prison. Uh, they were just drunks. Uh, they would had no affiliation with the KKK whatsoever. I don't think they know how to spell KKK. They, they, these are the kind of people who drink 24 hours a day, and uh, they were just drunk rednecks. And were they outwardly racist? 
Oh, yeah, they were racist. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they were racist. But right now, if you Google this, guys, this is like 70,000 feet They weren't, 70, they weren't feet members of any online. organization. Columbia, anything. Tennessee. Columbia, Tennessee. Google it. It is insanity that's happening online All right, right Debbie, we hear you. We know what you're saying. Okay. Uh, the uh, Now, let me... But the, but the conference 530 this afternoon, and the Democratic meeting has mm-hmm. been moved to 645 at the Senior Citizen okay. Center. Okay, and the Unity Rally, out. and that's a good thing. Uh, and so 530, Mount Calvary Baptist Church on East 8th Street uh, and show your support, uh, you know, no matter who did it or why. Uh, we, 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 I'm with Seth. We need to denounce it and move on. Uh, and it is denounced in this group. Absolutely. It is, it is, and it needs to be prosecuted it if it were a hate crime. Now, now Debbie, Debbie, yeah. hold. To, to your comments, yes, the we had a, a series of church fires across the South. Oh, that wasn't my comment. That was Jim's. Well, I know, but I'm going to take because I prosecuted them. Right. I was the one who actually took them to court. Right. The uh, Across the South in the 1990s, uh, we had a series of church burnings. Right. And black churches. And the first three uh, were here in Murray County. Let's see. There's one out there on Santa Fe Pike. There's one down there on... Polk Lane, and there's one out on Highway 50. All three of them were burned or damaged. Uh, and it was the same group, these three guys who just, I mean, just white boys who literally, and you you see, the, you people who have practiced criminal law or you deputy sheriffs, you know what I'm talking about. They just, they cruise the roads just drinking 24 hours, you know, just mm. drinking away. And, you know, and Seth, yeah, they were racist. One of them got to talking about their niece was dating a black guy or something. And they said, well, let's do something about that, you know, mm. which made perfect sense to them at the time. You know, they, they go burn a church, got nothing to do with the niece or nephew. But, uh, and, and so, no, I, there was no KKK activity in Murray County, and the FBI thoroughly investigated it uh, at that time. Now, that being said, and these churches, uh, and I remember the entire black and white community came together, gave money, gave time, brought, uh, bring a dishes, you know. A beautiful thing. Yeah, to help out these folks and get their churches put back together. And uh, it, it, it came from all across the community, the support and love for these churches and what had happened to them. Uh, now, that being said, once these things get national publicity, mm. and Debbie, this is a bone to you, mm-hmm. once these things get national mm-hmm. publicity, the checks start coming in. Yep. And we, and, you know. And, and, and individuals and organizations from outside of here. All right. So, it's going to be a mess. Well, you know, you, you always have to check. And so we did have some instances, not in Murray County, but uh, up in Knoxville in particular, where the church, you know, the churches, they, they burn their own church uh, to get the money. And it amounts to millions usually. So, you know, you got to keep that in the back of your mind. Well, let's uh, see what the Columbia Police Department yeah. comes and up the with. Sheriff's yeah. Department. yeah, and the sheriff's yeah. department. Let's see what they come up with. Absolutely, That's right. Seth. Yeah. I mean, the, you you are absolutely right. Let's denounce it, mm-hmm. renounce it, not create, you know, not show a scintilla of support for it. Right. And and uh, and and I, based on what I saw in the in the '90s from this community, I have no doubt that will happen. Exactly, hey, because we're a united community. That's right. Hey, folks, reminder tomorrow. Uh, city Council, 5.30, voting session. Um, city Hall, lower level. Level, lower level yes, basement. Uh, the, vote with the 750 uh, house subdivision out there off Crotwood, next to uh, Ridley Park. The City Council is likely to vote on it tomorrow night. Your presence, either for or against, will make a difference. That's right. 5.30 tomorrow.